Hey, hey, happy day. Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to A Hair Obsessed. I'm your host, Julia. And today I'm talking to my new friend, Daniel Coy from New Jersey, who is a wig maker and he works on sets and does all sorts of cool stuff that is totally out of my world. And I'm excited to bring you into his. You can find him on Instagram, Facebook. He's got a YouTube. So check it out. Let's dig right in. My, my number one passion, um, but I do mostly TV and film. Uh, I did Broadway for a, a while as well. So I have moved on and did some uh, TV and film, really. That's, that's what we've been doing now. Um, I make wigs for clients. Um, they get in the gamut of, of wigs, really, from reenacting people, like recreating wigs for people, for stunt doubles, and for, or for actors who don't want to use their own hair in shows. Um, to uh, you know, cancer patients who you know want to recreate their own hair they used to have, um, stuff like that. So that's really my so watered down. Where did the passion for wigs come from? Like, did something? Uh, well, I was a drag queen uh, when I was going into beauty school. So I did beauty school during the day, and I was a drag queen at night. Shut so up. yeah, so and I where did you go of, to beauty school? I went um, in New Jersey. Um, to uh, Artistic Academy. And I I wanted a shishi frou-frou one, which I thought I was going to learn something from. But <laughs> not so much. Um, love them, love what they did. I, I passed. <laughs> you know, that's the real reason why I think, you know, just get the piece of paper, I tell people. I love going to schools and talking. I'm like, just get your piece of paper. It's all um, after the paper, right? Yes, and that's where it really comes. is. And like who you, what, what you want to do, you know, and know how many different angles you can go. Like I did not go into beauty school knowing I wanted to be behind the chair. So that was my- But did you go into beauty one. school thinking you wanted to do? Um, I wanted to do Broadway. I always wanted to do Broadway. I wanted to do hair. I wanted to do wigs. Um, my mother was a hairdresser too. Let's oh, cool. preface all of this. Okay. So like I would play with all her wigs when I was younger and do Halloween really big. So that was like a big part of my life growing up. So uh, she's very proud. Oh, is she proud? You know, oh. following in my mom's footsteps. <laughs> and now she's still doing hair, your mom? No, she had a, like a little salon in the basement that my dad made for her. And then once once the children came, she'd be kind of, you know, do her do her friends at home and then yeah. cut the family. That's and here she is <laughs> living vicariously. And that's swimming. what I love about this industry. And especially like being a mom myself, I wanted a career the first time around. This is like my second career that you can yeah. do with children. So that's super like I just think it's great I think moms that we can do that have our kids have our career or hang it up if we want to and then like pick it back up just in put on a pose yeah. pause you know or just pick and choose who you want to do there is that flexibility in the industry especially now people are going on their own they don't have to have this huge salon yeah. uh, if they know how to market you know marketing is the key I think you know and I think a lot of well, no school goes over it <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, not even like regular school. Like, I don't even know how to balance my checkbook. I'm like, thanks, high school. That went well, yeah. you know? Yeah. So just if you know how to market, so like take a marketing course, take, there's a free guide for everything. Um, that's my only little tidbit, people. Like learn it, learn it so you can mark yourself in the industry you, you're in. 
you know, with Facebook and all these, you know, social media platforms, you can really target your ads to like a hundred feet from your door, literally. Yeah. Um, so just learn it. Hmm. Well, how did you get into, like you wanted to do Broadway and the <laughs> actors and all that. So how did you get your foot um, in that door? Yeah, um, I'm not the normal way. So a friend of mine, I, after beauty school, the story, the saga, um, after beauty school, I worked in a mom and pop shop, hated it. Oh my, I hated it. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go do makeup. I'm a drag queen, I can go do makeup. So I worked at the Lancome Boutique in Morris Plains, New Jersey. Um, and it was fine. Um, so a fr I became friends with one of the head makeup artists for like the national campaign. Um, so his roommate at the time was working on Spring Awakening the first time around, I'm old. Uh, and Leah Michelle needed someone to do her hair for the show. So they knew I did wigs and they just made it happen. So I kind of like just got plopped in. This was right before Leah Michelle did like the Glee. So she was auditioning when I was working with her. So it was a little bit different back then. Ooh, back then, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was my start um, on the Broadway. Yeah, there was no like regional theater and then like move my way up. No, no, just start at the top keep going up. So well, bad. you know, there's something to be said about being at the right place at the right time. And yeah, um, I do believe in the law of attraction very much, very much. If you put it out there, if you see it, you believe it, you will be it. Um, especially in this world, we create so much. Uh, so yeah. Did I answer the yeah. question? Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> um, so I'll probably like touch on like different things. I know like- Yeah, you, wherever you want. You have, I was watching your YouTube, like you had a video with Nirvana oh versus Manic Panic. And yeah. I have this like, oh my gosh, my daughter used to have virgin long blonde hair halfway down her back. I've chopped it three times since I graduated. And now huh? it is like short into her ears and it's blue and it was pink. And I keep like yes. trying to learn how to do it the right way. And she was like, mom, get Manic, manic Panic. So we've been using Paul Bryant but I thought it was interesting with your- uh, Yeah. I like stuff like that. Yeah, um, I I love Manic Panic. I mean, just as a company, uh, Tish and Snooki are really sweet, um, but they came up with a pro line. You know, I know everyone was giving it such like a bad rap, but now they have this pro line, which is quite amazing. Um, shameless plug, I guess. <laughs> you you know, know what, I, that's, that's what this is about, like sharing tools and tricks and hacks and things that you like, you know, because somebody might learn something and absolutely. And, try it out. and I say, I don't do vivids. It's really funny. My assistant's like, no, you do vivids. I'm like, no, I don't. Um, so she really makes fun of me. Uh, we don't do vivids and we don't do custom wigs. I mean, that's hysterical. And then I get a phone call like, oh, we need it for tomorrow. I'm like, oh, sure. Uh, 24 hours. We're going to make, make a wig. She has the back half. I have the front half. We're going to go. Um, like, it's so creative. Our industry is just so creative, but you need to know, you need to know where you want to go, like what route you want to go, what sparks your creativity. Um, are you going to switch it up halfway through? I know some, if you're a salon person, want to like just do color or just do cutting, right. you know, what do you want to master? What do you want to become so specific in that you're going to be known for? That's my 
my little tidbit for everyone. Do you think it gets boring to do just one yes! thing to Oh get... <laughs> my God, are you kidding? I did Broadway for umpteen thousand years and it is the same roller set. Roller sets here, kids, okay? Roller sets. I was doing a six-figure income on roller sets. I hated roller sets in school, okay? Hated. Um, but look what it look, look what it's brought me. Um, but it's the same thing every day. My job is all about continuity. I'm sure you've seen watching a TV show and they're talking back and forth and camera goes back and forth and her bang moves. Like, oh, she moved. How did she move that quick? I don't think so. And I'm like, oh, they did their bad, bad job. So I watch the credits. Always watch the credits because as an artist, you can write it off. Not a tax person, but free information. You know, all the inspiration. I can't go to the movies without looking at a hairline or looking at a wig that they did really bad. Mm -hmm. So I can't enjoy it anymore. So now it's for work. So I can write off all my movie experiences and I love it. also try to get a better job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Go pitch yourself. So is that, do you, have you ever done that? Like pitch yourself when you've seen like somebody that needed better hair? Um, I don't think it's really pitching. I, another bad one. I always hit the phone call. I've done like, we call it papering where you go to like each theater and you drop off your resume. I've done it twice in my career. Okay. And that that's it. So uh, the phone call has always rang. I'm very blessed knocking on, on all the woods that are allowed in the universe. Um, I've been very blessed. So uh, I, I sound so weird saying that, but I kind of am. Anyway. Well, I think when you do find like your thing and you get in, I like to call it like finding your flow that things just opportunities and doors open up that you couldn't even like imagine. Like, imagine. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I don't have friends. Let's just put that out there to the universe. Like it does not get any like nicer at anywhere you go. Like every rung it's like, Oh, I'm here alone. Hi everyone. Um, it, it, so you have to be really strong in yourself and really do what you, you do you like, don't try to be someone else. Don't try to copy someone else. Put your, like, you can look at things, you can learn things, but take what's right for you. And then when you do it, it's always going to have your spin on it because you're doing it. You know, mm -hmm. there is plenty for everyone, first and foremost. Another, like, if you come from scarcity, that's all you're going to get. Mm -hmm. So if you come from abundance, like, literally, like, you, you never know where you're going to end up. Yeah. So like, take me through like a note, like what's like, what projects are on your plate like this coming week? This week, um, I am, <laughs> I am like going deep down with my two books that I just um, have out. So I have a ventilating masterclass. So how to make wigs, uh, do it the quick way and how to bring it into your salon. So I have two books and I'm going through the fine tooth comb. Um, and we're like, really like, like this is, we're, we're laying the foundation forever. Mm, that's scary to say, um, but we are. I, I wanted to go back and fine tune comb it. Uh, and anyone who has my books, if they do have them or if they, whatever, uh, you'll get the free update. Like, mm, um, I don't believe in like, oh, you have to buy a new one. I just came out right. with it. No, 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 I don't do that. Uh, but if I'm gonna teach another skill, then we'll talk about it. <laughs> then we'll talk about it. Uh, so that's really this week. Um, like last weekend, we literally had 24 hours, 48 hours to make a wig for someone. Um, mm. So 
I had to get the hair first and foremost. They wanted um, a really tight curl. So I had to get the hair, perm the hair, ventilate the hair. So we make wigs one hair at a time for the, those of your listeners who aren't, who don't know. Um, so I can copy hairlines. I really like to copy the full hairline as it's growing out of someone's head. And that's like the biggest myth that Milady has not taught anything. Um, hello, Milady. Hi. <laughs> that wig chapter is awfully skimpy. And like, that's what most hairstylists are getting. They're getting pictures of all these celebrities who are wearing wigs. And they're trying to be like, ooh, recreate this. That is like 25,000 ounces of hair. Right. And it's not hers. Um, so she did not have to sit there for the nine hours that it took to color that wig, you know? So we have to, to talk to our clients. So the perfect consultation, you need to know them. I know I talk about everything besides the hair with my clients. That's really bad. But, <laughs> but I talk to everyone else who, who makes the decisions about their hair. Because uh-huh. in, in my world, I, they don't make decisions. It's right. the, the higher ups. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you just need to talk to them and know where you want them to go and like give them realistic expectations. Don't, don't offer the moon because we can only do so much. We're not surgeons. Just we'll put that out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's all that. Mm. So are you, you teach, you, like you have a wig, you were beta testing something like that's I my was, love language. Yeah. <laughs> I love beta tests. Like I could talk all day long about beta testing. Very new for me. I'm a natural blonde. So I'm, I, I love education. I love talking. I love seeing the light bulb go off. Yeah. You know, I really do love that. Uh, and so I have my 13 videos of how I make my wigs. Uh, they're a little rough right now. Me rewatching better them. than perfect. Hello. So exactly. But I'm, I'm grooming them more and I'm just, I keep adding more to it, you know, and the whole business behind wigs is another thing in the industry. Like, oh, most hairstylists know extensions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, there's wigs. There's huge. And then if you take insurance from wigs, you know, you um, could be charging anywhere between, you know, five and $10,000 additional money a month with a wig, <laughs> you know, and that can truthfully either get you through or just some passive income that you can start offering as a service in your salon. Or if you do private clients, like offering them for, or do rentals or anything like that. So I teach all that in my book, how to like lay it out, how to scale your business to really like take on wigs because it is a, a little bit of a process, but you know. How many hours does it take to even make a wig? And in fact, we had my cosmetology class, we started with eight students and one was there for, well, because of COVID, she was supposed to be done before she went to school, but she was actually going to college for theatrical, oh, mm-hmm. like makeup and wig making. Yeah. And so this was just going to be an extra notch in her yeah. toolkit um, she needs this to get into the union but yes yeah. good job good job okay. whoever she is give her like a, a thumbs up for Lara, me yeah. okay um it takes about 90 hours to make a full wig from scratch um oh. and that depends on like how long it is the texture all of that um well tuesday i'm dropping a wig where i actually cut off all his hair and we made a wig out of it so that's on tuesday on my social on all my social it's like going um, so I'm excited to show that one, uh, which is really cool. He grew his hair out down to his butt and then we cut uh, it in like a little like shaved head, short little thing. And uh, we put it back on him. So there's a couple pictures floating around, but 
I'm going to show the whole process on how I did it and how we got there. Um, so 90 hours, but then I teach like wig hacking ways because wigs have come really advanced in our industry as far as like, you know, Halloween wigs, Party City wig, $20 wigs, right. Amazon wigs, all these different wigs and lace fronts and this lace and that lace. So I kind of teach how to like hack them. So take the $20 wig, refront it, give them the hairline mm -hmm. that they had, and then you can still charge the $2,500. Boop. Wow. Profit. Profit. I totally did not do good on that test. Like the partial <laughs> and the this and the that. And... Yeah. yeah. My you lady know... did not teach me well. <laughs> but you have to learn, you know, I feel our industry is a lot of like, go in and learn and then like, you're, you're thrown in the deep end, just drowning. And you're like, help. And then hopefully someone will help you. Um, or you just sit at the bottom looking up at everybody, you know, <laughs> sink yeah. or swim. Yeah. And I, and I found that, I mean, in the group, in the boards I've joined, cause I wasn't in them all through school. I was just nose to the grindstone. I was in school and working my business. So I've just now found these like hairdressing worlds. And I was in, you know, we go into the profession, like we like to help people. So it's, I, I mean, so far my experience has been like, everybody's been warm and welcoming and helpful. I know that's not always how oh, the Oh, that is not the case. <laughs> no. Oh, that was, that's nice. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was working in theater, I was very young, like there and all these old ninnies, I call them. Um, they didn't want to show me how to do anything. And like, I'm like, I work for you. Like I work for you. Hello. <laughs> and um, it was not that. Um, so I kind of had to take everything and that's how I created this book because I don't want this art to die. It is an art form. Mm -hmm. um, like we're going to be coming out with like a roller set book and a styling book for just for wigs, human and synthetic hair, um, cutting wigs, coloring wigs, just so it can look real and nat natural. Uh, I'm very excited about all that. Uh, so we're kind of like putting it all together, mapping it out, beta testing. So this is like people. your legacy. Like this is what you'll, this is what Daniel ah! Coyle is known for, right? Like oh my God, that's, that's a big word. Oh my, that gave me a hot flash. <laughs> but sure, yes. Um, wow, I never looked at it that way. I just want to make sure we have the information for people. You know, those hungry people who want to, you know, broaden their their horizons really and like broaden their skill set, um, make other avenues. You know, like during the pandemic, I, yes, theater and my TV show I was supposed to start on the 15th of March shut down. And truthfully, because I had the books and because I had teaching, that's another stream of revenue that had nothing to do with like my, my full-time job, you know, my union job. So it's been uh, a blessing. You know, it got me, it's getting me through COVID where I don't know what's going on really because I've been in my little hermit shell, mm -hmm. but um, it is another avenue, you know, where people are still having cancer through a pandemic, you can still make a wig, you know, so mm -hmm. you can still have this as a service, you know, who knows? Or if you want to take a break from, from doing behind the chair, mm -hmm. you could just sit at home from your couch. Right. And ventilate. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a whole room of heads. I talk to them. I throw I them. I have a room of heads. I love it. <laughs> the, the girls at school would make fun of me because I'm like, I want to have all the heads. And my idea when I start working would be like, I don't want people coming and showing me pictures and being like, I want this hair. I want to be able to like, in fact, I have like my, I have heads right here. I want to be able to just like pick my head and be like, would you like the Deborah? Like, uh -huh. and have my cuts and my colors like already there that they can just like 
pick through and I can like hold it up and say like, see this, she has a lot of hair. Her hair is like yours. This one's thin. Like this is going to look different. So that's exactly. So I'm going to have yeah. like a whole shelf of wit- of heads. And I'm like, why? I've never seen a head until I went to beauty school. <laughs> I know. Right. Isn't that weird? Um, I, I want to do that for wigs. Um, you know, try it on no commitment hair salon, you know, try on the favorite color. Cause you know, some people can't do blonde. Some people can't pull it off, but it's the fantasy. So put the wig mm-hmm. on, rent gotcha. the wig, try it on. Yeah. And no, you are not a blonde. <laughs> Take your selfies and uh, yeah. let's let's get you some nice caramel highlights. That's all you can handle, dear. You know what I mean? Like, but then once again, it is about guiding. How are you going to guide your client to where they need to be? Right. You know, with their vision in the mind too. So. Yeah. One thing I learned in school, which I didn't realize is really that like hair has a mind of its own. So like oh, you listen. just have to... <laughs> work with what you what you got and like I had one girl her hair was so thick and I'm trying to do like a little 45 angled bob on her and I am like it's like a wall of hair and I was like this is not looking right like I it's not the same when it's not thin hair and you just realize that you gotta just work and so I actually did a house call for her this last I keep getting better the more I do it and I just went in like Edward Scissors hands and I was like I just gotta texturize the crap out of her hair I kind of felt like I didn't know what I was doing, but at the end, like she loved it. Her husband looked, loved it and it looked better than the first time. I, got it. I mean, but that's what we do. You know, it's, I don't want to say trial and error because we've all had our, our, uh, hmm, huh, trust and believe. Ooh. <laughs> um, ooh, two of them just popped in my head real strong. Uh, we're not going to talk about them though. No, no. That's oh, okay. for another time. That, that's for my memoirs. Because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't want to. I'll get sued. I don't want to, I don't want people to know that. But um, yeah, I just feel we have to get our hands in it. I'm a, like, get my hands in, let me get dirty type thing. You know, that's my, my go-to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And so you might want to cut or some, you know, a wig that flat that you think is, but it's not, you gotta, you gotta work with what you got. Right. And I think assessing. So once again, in that consultation, you know, if we really get our hands in it and see what the hair wants to do yeah, and then see what their vision is. That's why I love photos. I love a photo. Give me three or four photos. Okay. <laughs> like I don't, because then as a professional, we can tell them, oh, your hair can do this or your hair can't do this. Or, mm-hmm. you know, um, I do for like when I pitch myself for a show and I have an interview, I have to do mood boards for each character. Mm -hmm. So I have to read the script. I have to see how old they are, what time it is and time periods. All my job is time periods, Broadway, period hairstyling, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, like legit to quit, like and 60s, Um, like legit. So, and we didn't like, we did it the good old pin curl set way, you know? And that's why we use roller sets so we can get the same effect every time Mm -hmm. because you know hair does it what it wants to and you know hot rod is different than uh you know a hard roller set so and the hair does start to memorize it does have a memory to it so if you like get it in there the the waves will start going back in for your finger sets uh finger waves so you just need to know it and like live like touch the hair uh planning is not a good thing to do in my world this is just me i've tried to plan like sketch let me draw out this no no we're gonna say updo and we'll go from there you want something to okay it's gonna be a bang all right well i'll see if your hair wants to do it today um that's kind (laughs) of how i go about it 
Okay. Um, yeah, because otherwise it gets too, you can be too, um, I'll get too anal retentive, like, you know, OCD. So, yeah. And micromanage it. So I have no concept of what, like, a union stylist oh, yeah. is, like, what mm-hmm. that does. Can you kind of explain that? Yeah. That might want to go so we have a union um, on the East Coast and West Coast. Oh my gosh. So we have 798 on the East Coast, basically, uh, all of the East Coast. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, 706 on the West Coast for like um, TV, film, and commercials, and then live theatrical. Uh, you can do hair or makeup. You have to pick one, you can't do both. And it is not a guarantee, it's not a union hall, um, even though Pennsylvania actually does have a hiring hall for hair makeup and uh, hair and makeup people, uh, local three they're in. Ha ha, bet you didn't know that one um, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, there's actual hiring hall. There's seven of them. They're older than anything. Um, <laughs> but the union is not for getting you a job. It is for minimum wage, for working out a contract for you to make sure that the production companies are withholding their end of the bargain um, for safe conditions, for meal penalties, for, you know, to keep the the ethics of your contract, to hold it up. Um, that's really what the union for, and a pension and welfare and benefits. Uh, so each production you go into, they pay into your benefits and your 401k and, and all of that. So that's really what a union is for when you boil it down. Um, so then through networking and through doing a good job and what your network is will like get you to where you want to be. Okay. That makes sense. And so if you have a gig doing like a TV show, does that mm-hmm. take up all your time? Do you have to do multiple oh my shows? Gosh. Do you, how does it that depends work? on, okay. So the hierarchy of it is there's a department head for hair and a department head for makeup. So they're basically like the designers of the show. Um, and they are the ones that you'll see at like the end of the credits mm-hmm. um, for like a TV show. We'll talk about TV and hair for a film. will have like almost everybody like additional. So it's, uh, department head and then a, a key, which is like their assistant, basically. Um, they're uh-uh. period, like when I did uh, Lincoln Rhymes on NBC, there was only two of us. Uh, I was department head and I had my key. And then um, I would on like big days with like big background and all this or special effects or anything like that, I'll bring in someone else. Um, so that's kind of the, the hierarchy in the world. So if you're on a TV show like Lincoln Rhymes, we did 10 episodes, it took seven, well, no, five and a half months. Mm, yeah, uh, Monday through Friday. And we would start, you know, I would start like 4.30 and in the morning and then just go until we're done. And because of union rules, there's like turnaround time. So like a 12 hour turnaround time when the actor is done on stage, on set to when they come back in. Um, so it, it, there's a whole lot of, it's a different world. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people coming from a salon world into TV and film get a little overwhelmed with the hurry up and wait. Like most of my heavy lifting of my job is done by 7 a.m. Wow. Literally. So, and that's, and mind you, um, the sound studio is like six minutes away from my apartment uh, in New Jersey. They just opened one. So, but otherwise I would have to travel. So I wake up at like two 30. Um, 
even funnier for quarantine um, for this whole time, a movie got is picked up. And because of COVID, we had to, I had to get sequestered for uh, 12 days uh, to work two because they were all worried. Um, so union benefits, and I got paid for every day. It was quite nice, but the hotel room was very small. Did that answer any questions? I feel yeah. like I'm just blown. Yeah, so there's like definitely job stability when you're in TV Ish. and movies. Ish. Well, you have to be nice. You have to do your job. You have to know period, hairstyling periods. Like you're, you become your own person. So you'll be like, you'll be in charge of, I don't know, say 20 background. When we did the deuce, I had like 50 background I would do. Um, so it, it really depends on the show and the time period. And is it a dance party scene? Is it a club scene? Is it a hobo scene? Are they flying? What are they doing? Um, so that really, it depends on the gig. That sounds very, that's, that, so that sounds interesting. I don't, Oh. I don't mm -hmm. know that I, it would be what I want to do, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure no. somebody listening I... <laughs> might be inspired that this is really like up their alley. Oh, I like life glamorous. coaching. So I just want to, <laughs> I want to just do people's hair and like make them feel good. <laughs> yeah, no, I literally look like a caveman and I sit on my little chair on the side of the road watching the ponytail. Um, that's my, that's my gig. So it, it's a little different. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to just kind of tell us how I think you have like maybe some kind of course, you have your book oh, where yeah. people can find you, how sure. they can connect with you, learn more about making wigs for their business. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Daniel quite official. I have a lot of time on my hands, so you can just shoot me a message. If you have questions, comments, queries, concerns. Um, I know we're doing this during like a little holiday break, so, but I kind of want to make it everlasting. So you can go to danielcoyeducation.com. Um, um, and you'll have all the books there. And then you can go to decoy.com if you want like a la carte style. Like some people don't want, they just want the books. They don't want the course or they want the course or they want, if you love wigs or if you love like hair enhancements, hit me up. Uh, Instagram, social media, Daniel Coy official, K-O-Y-E. Oh, awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure yeah. getting to talk to you. And thank you yeah. so much for spending some time with me. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. This is so much fun. You're welcome, you're welcome. So I'm gonna stop the live stream and stop the recording. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked it, share it with a friend. Go to iTunes, leave me a review. Let me know if you have somebody in your life that's a little obsessed with hair. I'd love to interview them or yourself. So reach out anytime. You can find me on ahairobsessed.com or at Instagram at ahairobsessed.